A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. We talk a lot about resilience in children. What is it exactly? What is resilience in a child it's a big word and people use it you know like as easy as they use rashers and sausages but what exactly is resilience let us bring in Catherine Hallisey a child psychologist and ask her that very question in layman's terms Catherine what is resilience good morning Good morning, PJ. I suppose the first thing is to talk about what it's not. You know, sometimes like resilience is this buzzword and you can market anything as long as you say it's going to help kids become more resilient. And people think then that that makes them bulletproof from something bad happening. And look, it really doesn't. It's not about preventing bad things happening. It's about coping when they do, as they do for everyone. So it's really about when something bad happens, it's it's not even the ability to bounce back. It's the ability to bounce forward, to bounce through it. And, you know, when I was first training, you know, we were taught that resilience was something that was inbuilt and just some kids are more resilient than others. And what we now know is it's actually a set of behaviors a set of a way of thinking and it's specific actions that anyone can learn and practice and that anyone listening now can teach to their children. Would you describe it as a skill, Catherine? Oh, it definitely is. And look, it's really, it's like any skill. The more you practice it, the better you get at it. Mm. So so how do we help our children with it then? I think the first thing is being the adult you want your children to become. So if you really want your kids to be resilient and let's face it, I think it's what we all dream for our children. And, you know, so what you need to do is actually start with yourself and see how you can improve your own resilience. And look, the research is really clear. It's all the boring, basic stuff. You know, number one thing, focus, go right back to basics. Focus on your sleep and your kids sleep. 
making sure you're drinking enough water and that they're drinking enough water, you know, eating well, getting outside as much as possible, especially now, you know, we have um, high rates of uh, low mood in the winter because it starts to worry. We're getting out less. So it's really, really, really important to get out as much as possible in the afternoon to get that mid-afternoon light. And we know that that has a positive impact on well-being. Now, what these basics do, they strengthen your ability to adapt to stress. They don't prevent it, mm-hmm. just that you can adapt and cope. And then it also reduces the toll of things like anxiety. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then I suppose the other big, big one is prioritizing connection. So right now, I think there's a lot of bad stuff in the news. There's a lot of worry. You spoke in the introduction about masks. I think there's a lot of stress about this. And Instead of focusing on that, because one of the things I'll be talking about as well is like focusing on what you can control and releasing the rest. Like we can't control what's going to happen with COVID and we can't control what's going to happen in school. But what we can do is really be that cornerstone of connection for our kids. You know, even though they can't, let's say they can't have birthdays. Well, what can you do instead? Yeah. You know, really focus things like the drive-bys one of the children in one of my kids classes last week and um, was in isolation for covid and there was loads of voice notes happy birthday voice notes and it really lifted her spirit That's nice and little videos and stuff yeah yeah look very basic prioritization of connection but this is actually increasing kids resilience mm. One or two things that have come up in the discussions, Catherine, particularly in the last few days with regard to, like you said, masks and wearing masks Mm. now from third class up, which is likely to become a thing soon, and wearing masks on the bus and in a shop from the age of nine. Much of the commentary has been, oh, the psychological damage. Will it damage children? You know, the research isn't clear on this. I try to focus on research. Um, What I will say is there's no research right now to say it's going to damage children. My concern will be around the social and emotional impact. Yeah. You know, so it it does impact communication. Like the weird thing is, right, kids really adapt very well. In, In a lot of ways, they adapt more easily than we adults do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think it's bringing up a lot of feelings for parents. It's certainly bringing up fe- feelings for me. Yeah. You know, I wish I could say categorically one way or the other. My my preference is that they they don't have to wear them simply because I don't know. But like the other side of it is kids go through terrible things. And as long as you focus on these basics that I'm talking about here now, you can actually mediate all that, mm. all that stress. Because like even I was saying like the research shows like that base, the basics of sleep, diet, exercise, outside time, it strengthens the ability to adapt to stress. Yeah. So even the stress of having to wear the masks, the stress of having to communicate with masks, if you go right back to basics, you can mediate that. Yeah. How long, how important is it for parents to, to just, have a calm conversation and say look love it's not forever and it's to keep us all safe it's not forever and you promise you can take it home the minute you come out of school I think it's really important you know do your own processing outside of your conversations with your kids so like if you want to rent and rave do it out of their earshot so that then you can be that calm uh, connected presence so that you can focus on helping them cope 
with any fears or concerns and taking it the long-term view as well. So like something that I do with children is thinking about, will this matter in five years time? Yeah. Now that's very arbitrary for a child, even for a teenager. So what I would say is now let's think back to five years ago. What were you doing then? Okay. So you were eight years old, you were learning your multiplication tables and like literally bringing them right back and saying, what were the things that were worrying you then? Are they still worrying you now? And then say, no, let's jump into the future in five years time. I'm wondering, are these things going to be still worrying you? So you're bringing this idea of um, change is inevitable and that this too shall pass. Yeah. How important is it to teach a child that this too shall pass? Oh my goodness, I think it's one of the most important things. And um, it certainly has gotten me personally through loads of tough times. And it's something that I talk to my kids all the time about and the kids who come to my clinic. Um, I teach a whole workshop for parents on how to guide their kids through all of these things because they're so simple to talk about. But I didn't say they were easy to do or easy to remember. So like I've actually um, developed this roadmap to resilience and it's just step by step by step for parents so that they know exactly what to do to help their kids become more resilient. Because, you know, at times of stress, it's hard for us to think about the, the right next step too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, you can kind of get bogged down yourself, whereas if you have some simple steps to follow, it's much easier to do it then. Yeah, yeah. Your workshop, How to Raise Resilient Kids, how do people get to take part in that, Catherine? So you can get it on my website. Um, the, it's on super early bird price at the moment. It's 19 euros. It's going up to 29 in December and 39 in January. So if you want to get it at the cheaper price, two things, go to my website, katherinehallacy.com, and you'll see a link in there saying how to raise resilient kids workshop. Or just connect with me on Instagram. It's in my bio. That's probably the easiest way. But just don't get distracted on Instagram when you're looking for it. Yeah. So you can get the tickets there and it's it's on Zoom. It's in January. I think it's a time, you know, we're all looking for new starts mm. in January. So it's a good time to be doing something like this. And even if you can't make the live workshop, you get the you get the recording. So there's no stress about having to be in a particular right. place at a particular time, which right. is often tricky for parents. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and it's tricky for anyone. And that's the online stuff. They don't record it. It's really important to record it and leave it available later. Catherine, lastly, I suppose yeah. we're coming up to just a few weeks left now to Christmas. And because times are not changed as much as we'd like them to have changed from last year, so much is the same and some yeah. is even worse. Children can get angsty. We can all get angsty when we can't do the things mm. that we want to do or we can't have the things that we wanted to have. Uh, you know, Ryan was saying on the toy show on Friday night, just remind the children that, you know, maybe maybe Santa won't be able to get that uh, because of the mm. trucks not being moving and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. We need to prepare children for a little bit of occasional disappointment. And sometimes that comes at Christmas. How do you do that? Yeah. Well, I, I think a really lovely message for children to get loud and clear is that you give Santa a wish list, but Santa knows you best. Santa will use this for inspiration. So even if you're not getting the thing that you really think is right for you, Santa is going to use his infinite wisdom in consultation with your parents to pick out what is the best thing for you right now. 
and other things that maybe you don't get that you have your heart set on maybe you can save your pocket money maybe it can go on your birthday list just to really think about that that this this isn't your one chance to get things and i think that's really the magic of santa it's about i i suppose this playfulness and this fun. So even if it's not the exact thing on your list, Santa's going to pick something that's going to bring this playfulness and fun into your life. And I think that's that's just such a lovely thing for us all right now to have a bit of play and fun. And and also promise them we'll have a lovely Christmas no matter what COVID says. We'll have a lovely Christmas so, all of us together. Totally. And PJ, something that I do is I have an alternative advent calendar and it's just one of those material ones that you hang up. And on each of the days, there's a connection activity in there. So anyone who's listening now, it's just really simple. Get 24 of those note cards and write down 24 things. Could be um, different movies you want to watch. So I sit down and I brainstorm the Christmas season bucket list with my kids. And we just come up with lots of different activities. And then I pick some of them and put them on the cards. It's just such a lovely way to take the focus away from things into being and just being together and connecting. And no matter what is going on around you, then at least you know you've got something nice to look forward to as family. Okay. All right, Catherine. Always a pleasure to speak with you on the opinion line. That's uh, uh, chartered child psychologist Catherine Hallisey. Courts 96 FM.